Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am thrilled to introduce you to Brian, who has a long history at the company, Comscore, starting as a research analyst and account manager in 2000. Over Brian's career at Comscore, he has helped Comscore to become the single standard in digital measurement in Canada. Brian is a frequent keynote speaker at conferences and proudly serves as a board member and vice chairman of the Internet Advertising Bureau of Canada. Brian, thank you for being here. Well, uh, thanks for that intro. I don't get that that often, so thank you. You're very welcome. So Comscore, maybe those that are maybe hearing about it for the first time and, and are working in marketing, why do we need to know about Comscore? Why is this so important? Yeah, Comscore has been around for 20 plus years now in a little bit of different iterations. And our job, specifically in Canada, and I'll talk a little bit more globally, is to measure what people do on the internet. So it's a third party audience measurement company that was put in place to help uh, buyers and planners or the buy side and the sell side have a common language of measurement for the digital world. And so we've been doing that for a long time, serving agencies, advertisers, publishers, uh, develop a common language to help them understand how many people go to websites, what's the demographic, what's the duplication, how publishers can use the data to help them drive sales in, in digital media, and how agencies can help justify why they're making media buys and why at the end of the day they're making decisions to help drive reach and frequency. So in Canada, we're very focused on digital measurement, but Comscore holistically has uh, uh, its uh, hand in many cookie jars in terms of the what we measure around the globe. Uh, in Canada, we sp- specifically focus on, on digital measurement, but in the United States, we do linear measurement, uh, cross-platform measurement, uh, across the globe, we also do box office measurements. So all the all the data that you get as as it pertains to the box office is something that Comscore is the measurement tool for. So we're really at the end of the day a, a media measurement company, which really focuses on helping buy side and sell side have common language. That's amazing. So those of you that are maybe out there right now that are using Google Analytics and maybe uh, you know other measurement tools. What does Comscore do in addition, or kind of maybe subsequently? So uh, all those measurement tools are imperative to your business, and I would never say not to use any of them. Uh, Google Analytics is great tool that allows you, or Adobe or others that allows you to understand information on your own traffic, on your own websites. So you would be able to get how many, how many, uh, not people, but how many hits or how many cookies or how many visits you'd get to a certain page on your own website. Now, this is really important from a measurement perspective, from a content perspective, but ultimately uh, why Comscore is so important in the ecosystem is it gives a sort of like uh, Google Analytics times 1 million. So 
where, where you would have Google Analytics on your own website, Comscore was established to have basically a standard measurement across all websites. So uh, where we would be able to measure actual unique visitors or, or, or time spent across all websites, not just on your own, so you can get competitive insights, market level information, and further so ultimately, Comscore is in the, in the business of measuring people, not machines. So people have demographics, advertisers sell to people, not machines and bots and spiders. So ultimately, Comscore is in the measurement of people level measurement across the industry that allows you to have an even playing field uh, across all publishers with standardized rules and regulations to help have a third party audience measurement company tell what's going on in the marketplace. That's awesome. And what does it look like? Is it like a, an app you install or is it like a software or is it a tool or is it a service? What does it look like for folks? So are you talking from the end user or are you talking about how we acquire our data? Uh, for like the agency or the brand who wants to uh, yeah. purchase Comscore and, and kind of get it going in their uh, organization, maybe for their brand or for their agency. Great, great question. So ultimately, all of our data is, is available in multiple uh, methods. The primary one that most of our clients use is, is our My Metrics user interface, which is just basically a cloud-based tool which allows, allows you to go in at any time and understand any data at your fingertips. Uh, what's becoming more and more um, popular over time, especially amongst the agency world, is two aspects of our, of our data. One is APIs, so all of this data would flow into their own reporting tools, so they take our, our data and then integrate it into what they measure. And then ultimately, where we're seeing a lot of growth is on the raw data asset side where an agency would load this data at the at the rawest level to combine it with their own uh, first and third party data to integrate further data knowledge for their advertiser base. That's cool. So, what does that look like? Is it like a dashboard or a report that you get? Yeah. Or, yeah. So, um, you know, Comscore is an amalgamation of two kind of ways of reporting. One is I would call it for your research analyst, your data data lover. So it's just standard. Uh, you know, reporting that would give you sp spreadsheet-like data. So basically the raw data uh, numbers lined up uh, in, in a sort of spreadsheet format that allows you to just pull data and get rankers or get, get tons of rows of data. So a lot of people like that data and then they could find what they require from that. But in addition to that, over time, we've become a little bit more visual so we have some new tools which would make, you know, show some graphs and some functionality. I would say uh, as a company, we focus a lot more on the data quality and the and sort of the inputs rather than the visual process, because a lot of uh, folks have their own BI tools that they would integrate into anyway. So at the end of the day, a lot of our folks would run a lot of those rankers more so than they would sort of the visualization tools. But we have them both. That's awesome. Uh, what's been fun for you just kind of as you've been there for so long, the changes and the trends and, and what are you kind of seeing coming down the pipe? What's been fun for me? There's, I mean, there's so much that's fun for me. Ultimately, the people, the industry, the, the terminologies. Uh, I mean, ultimately, it's, it's the change. Hmm. So change could be good or bad. Uh, and ultimately, for me personally, change is always uh, a, a new indicator of, of the next 
goal that I have to have, the next knowledge base that I have to have. So for me, the fun part is is our industry is never stand still. It's always moving forward. There's always the new great shiny thing, whether it be mobile, programmatic, um, you know, different ways of targeting people, the deprecation of cookies, it's never ending. And ultimately that's a source of, of fun for me because it's never the same stale conversation that you can get in, in other industries. For us, it's always moving forward, always changing and, and obviously evolving. And, and I think for me, that's what's kept me so uh, alive, passionate into it and obviously educated and, and I always feel like I'm doing a different job every year because there's different challenges. It's amazing. And, and IAB, um, you're on the board, you're the vice chairman. Uh, those that maybe don't know about IAB or are curious about joining it, what, tell us about IAB. So the I, IAB for me is sort of like a, a really amazing passion project. Um, when I started my career, the IAB was super helpful for me. It's the Interactive Advertising Bureau. And generally the goal is to uh, make the internet uh, more uh, safer uh, supply chain that allows advertisers to spend more money in digital media. That's, that's the goal of the IAB. And ultimately for me, uh, I always believe that uh, you know the sum is more than the parts and I always want to be part, a part of the sum. And doing great at ComScore and ComScore growing as a business is always super important to me. But I wanted to leave for me something a little bit more bigger. Uh, so that's why I want to be part of the IAB because I want to be part of something that can help move the industry forward, not just measurement, not just research, but across the board. And I just believe the whole ecosystem really needs to grow in order for all boats to rise. And I just wanted to be part of that, that trend. And the IAB has been so important in my career both from an education and networking perspective and I just want to make sure that availability and opportunity is open for everybody coming up in the industry that we are really kind of the benchmark in terms of the source of place places that people go to get educated and network have a better understanding of what's happening in the digital media industry that's awesome that's awesome and, and what are some of the things that people can get involved with or attend maybe that IEB puts on like events or training or Things like that. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. So networking, training, education, policy. There's there's uh, you know there's committees that are agency based. There's committees that are publisher based. There there are industries that are more uh, focused. If you're in HR, if you're in legal, and ultimately we really want to uh, be a stepping point at every part of the of the supply chain or the ecosystem. So ultimately, what's in it is is uh, multiple things it, it you know other than not just me but there's a couple of a handful of people people in this industry move around so much and ultimately the IAB is is an awesome grounds to meet people to get further educated to grow your your knowledge base your network base and obviously your education base because as I mentioned before things continually change and it's really hard to keep your finger on the pulse of all these changes. So having an organization like the IAB whose job it is, is to keep people uh, in the know of what's going on has been such an important part of, of my career and where I think people need to get involved with and ultimately is just giving back um, of the amazing uh, mentors that I've had throughout my career. It's amazing. And speaking of which, tell us about kind of your journey into the world of marketing. What did that look like with school and kind of jobs? Yeah, so uh, I, uh, I 
completed a university degree in um, in sociology and statistics, and I thought I was going to go run, uh, you know, correlation data numbers my whole career and I uh, get stuck in the data world. And then after university, I went to go live in Korea, South Korea for a year and, and see the world. And, and I'm, I'm a Montreal boy. So after coming back from, from, uh, from Korea, I moved to Toronto and I looked in for to some, two things I was passionate about the internet uh, and data. And I found a company called Comscore at, the, well, it's called media metrics at the time. And uh, I got involved because I loved data. And uh, my clients would generally know this now. I love data. But what I loved more than just data on its own was actually taking that data and translating it into, into ways that people could talk to each other. So um, sort of like a translator, a narrator, a curator. I worked at a, uh, when in my youth, I worked at a theater of the arts, not, not like a cineplex, but like a, a theater where they had plays. And what I really liked is is we also had an art gallery and you're able to tell stories. And where I think uh, I've been really successful at my career is, is taking data and building stories out of it. And so my journey really got in as I was a data, data nerd. I love looking at the data. And then I worked at translating that data and ultimately people on the commercial side of our clients really, really kind of wanted to translate data so they can sell more uh inventory they can they can buy and buy more effectively and so that my my route into the into the this industry has really been the love for data and ultimately translating that data into light into business uh outcomes it's amazing it's very very cool um thing that you're most looking forward to in this year marketing wise with some of that you're kind of watching and seeing and just kind of gets you up in the morning, gets you so excited. Wow, there's a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, I, I would just say that it's probably one of the things I look forward to every year of my mm -hmm. career is uh, usually in the fall, I do some guest speaking at, at like four or five universities. Nice. And um, talk about marketing, beta, what it is to be successful in this industry and, you know, why making yourself, uh, you know, educated on all subjects is really important. And I think why it's so, you know, uplifting is the quality of talent and the inquisitive questions that you get are just really kind of something that gets me up in the morning that it drives me. It, it really kind of, uh, I, I'm astounded about how smart the youth is today. And, and so, you know, I could talk to you about a whole other uh, set of, of, things that are happening on the data side, on the business side, but ultimately it's getting the opportunity to meet the youth and the business of tomorrow, which really kind of pushes me and inspires me to be better at what I do day to day. It's amazing. It's amazing. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, are you ready for the rapid fire? Well, uh, sure. Let's bring it on. That's awesome. What was your first ever job? 
my first ever job was delivering uh, a paper route when I was uh, seven years old. Nice. Night owl or early bird? Uh, both. Okay. Cat or dog person? Definitely a dog person. Nice. What was the first thing that you ever marketed? Myself. I had to go get a job and I had to go sell myself. I, I sold myself. Uh, well, not I sold my my uh, self as a uh, as a worker yeah. um, based off of two things, which I think are the most important. I know this is rapid fire, but no, the two most important elements of I think any worker can have, which is passion and urgency, and I think that's uh, for me the most two most important uh, things. And that's always how I sold myself: is always be there for clients, always be there in a way that can help them, and feel the urgency because they're feeling the urgency. It's awesome. Uh, favorite word right now? Uh, love. Nice. Uh, dark or milk chocolate? I'm staying low on carbs, so neither. That's okay. What is the last charity you supported, either financially or with your time, and why? So uh, it's a charity that I sit on the board of. It's called uh, NBC or Multiple Births Canada. I'm the father of twin 10-year-olds, of which I'm superiorly proud of. Uh, and, and NBC is an organization which is advocating uh, across the Canadian population uh, for uh, families of multiple births. So it's, uh, you know, most people would say, hey, a oh, perfect uh, family wrapped in one when you have twins or triplets. But at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's super uh, difficult to be a parent of multiples. Uh, financially, there's a lot of health uh, issues. Uh, it's it's you know when you when your kids out out uh, outman your hands it's it becomes very difficult and so this organization is near and dear to my heart and uh, I spend a lot of time and focus trying to enrich the lives of of families of multiple births and try to make the world a little bit of a better place. It's amazing. Um, what's a movie that you just love? You could watch over and over and over again. Shawshank Redemption. Nice. Uh, favorite song or album on repeat right now? Boardroom oh, uh, friendly. Uh, I don't know. I'm 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 going. I'm I'm really going through uh, a, an Eminem phase. Yep. Uh, which uh, which is which is one aspect of it, and the Counting Crows phase. So I'm okay. I'm not really sure how to how to kind of uh, reconcile that. Yeah. But I just uh, just just when you feel it, I, you feel it. That is awesome. Uh, if you weren't doing this job in maybe another multiverse, what would you be doing with your life? Well, if money had nothing to do with it, I'd be doing everything philanthropic to, you know, make the world a better place. But ultimately, I love what I do. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to do anything different. I, I just love people. I love yeah. being, being with people, around people, um, you know, obviously, which pandemic and stuff made life hard. But ultimately, connections. Um, so anything to do with connecting, connecting data to, to stories, connecting people to people, maybe it would be you know sort of. Uh, and I've 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 thought about this as sort of connecting people to jobs because I have a of a large network. But ultimately, it would have to do something with with people because at the end of the day, I, I love I love that. That's that's what get, gets me going. That's awesome. Uh, what's an app on your phone you just can't live without? Amazon. Yeah. Nice. Uh, favorite children's book? 
Wow. There, there's a lot. I mean, if I think back to when I was a kid, uh, it would be like the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, since I have 10-year-old twins, um, there's this wonderful book. It's all about, uh, it's all about uh, filling each other's bucket. And, uh, and ultimately that's, that's kind of changed my life. I, 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 even as an adult, I look into that. I'm like, every day I can do a better job of that is, you know, filling other people's buckets, which will help fill my bucket. So ultimately I think kids books are not kids books. They should be for adults to read as well. And we all have lessons to learn in life. Yeah. Um, best thing you ever bought for under $10. Best thing I bought for under under $10. Wow. Um, hmm. That is a wonderful, a jar of peanut butter. Okay. That's, <laughs> uh, you know, from time to time, uh, a little bit of peanut butter yeah. is, is it brings a smile to my face. That's great. That's perfect. Um, what's the most important thing you ever changed your mind about? Um, you know, what's the most important thing? Uh, that's, that's a, you know, there's a personal side of that. Um, so, you know, when I was younger, my kids got, my parents got divorced and I, at that time I thought it was the worst thing in the world. And then ultimately as you grow older and see different things, you have a different, you know, view on life. And after reconciling with my parents and talking to them, I actually changed my mind that that was not the worst thing ever that sometimes, you know, making tough decisions in life is the right decision, as tough as those decisions are. So maybe not as important of how important divorce is or not, but ultimately that sometimes the, the thing that I've reconciled the most is sometimes making hard decisions might not be easy at the time, but might be the right decisions mm. to make. That's awesome. Um, business or marketing books that you recommend? Um. Look, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. I don't yeah. read as many business books as I think I could. Yeah. Uh, my best business uh, books is actually talking to people yeah. on a daily basis, spending time with people who might have not, uh, you know, who are in the job market, who have yeah. maybe got let go. Uh, the best, the best for me, I'm I'm the type that lives in the field. I'm the yeah. first guy on the field, the last one off. And I, I believe the most learning that I've done in business is talking to people and hearing about their lives, hearing how they sell. Uh, and obviously for me, like the little red sale selling book is, is, is key. Uh, but that's, that's a, if you're in sales then that should be like something you learn at university. But for me, uh, just talking to people has been my most important business book. That's awesome. Uh, and for you, the, all the students probably that come to you and ask for advice and in life and, and those that are listening now, those that are getting into marketing, maybe in school right now, and what's your advice? What are kind of some of the skills they could develop or nurture as they're kind of getting into marketing? Curiosity uh, is, is one. Uh, never, you know, you, you will never be the smartest person in the room. Um, ultimately, the goal is to make yourself the smartest without having the ego that goes along with that continual learning, uh, networking, uh, taking a positive from every negative situation, learning to say no and ask why, uh, ultimately is being inquisitive. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, people want to do business. You just have to understand the value equation. So 
the 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 line that I that I started early in my career that I learned from somebody and I wish I could could best uh, give it to them. At, probably going to be a gentleman named Brent Bernie was always sell or or help your client's client. Because mm-hmm. if you can make your client's client look great, you're going to make your mm-hmm. client look great, and obviously then you're going to going to look good. And mm-hmm. and I, I so that's a, that's that's another thing. And then the, the last thing is is when things are going great, it's awesome. But when things are going down, that's when you need to put the most time in to help people. And obviously, don't help people for because they can do something for you, but help people because it's the right thing to do. And and ethics and being a, a person rather than just somebody who's going to use somebody for who they are is, you know, it means something. You go to your grave with your name and your name should be the most important thing you have in the industry and in, in what you do. And for me, always trying to sustain that is something that's really important to me and something I would try to embark on others. That's amazing. Um, anything else you want to leave with listeners and viewers? Look, uh, you know, ultimately in every, uh, you know, now in from a marketing perspective in our industry, I would say there's definitely some downturn winds and, you know, things are not as um, buoyant as they were maybe a year ago. But ultimately, these things are in cycles. And uh, we we obviously have such a powerful medium in digital media. And it's an exciting time. And I would just say that, uh, you know, everyone should look out for each other. And we're obviously a small industry uh, with a power packed opportunity. And I would just say, uh, you know, if we thought about going at this together, uh, you know, obviously everybody has works for different companies, Mm -hmm. then we ultimately can help move the needle more. So just uh, collaboration and ultimately being kind to other human beings is is fundamentally uh super important in this day and age it's amazing brian thank you for being here we'll put a link to the the charity uh and to comscore in the show notes so thank you for joining us uh on this week's episode thank you very much it's been a pleasure thank you for joining us this week on marketing news canada and we'll see you next time on the show thanks for listening to marketing news canada For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.